Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Mo Fatalab. Mo is an author and seasoned business speaker. As the founder of the Foreign Business Network, Mo has addressed groups in more than 30 different countries and helped more than, more than 20,000 CEOs. Our main topics today will focus on what makes forums great and what to avoid. Welcome, Mo. Thank you, Ami. Good to be with you. Mo, tell me everything. Everything. My God, where do I start? I can talk forever. You want to just like... You mean just, just go. Tell me everything. <laughs> tell me the one the most important part of everything. The most important part of everything is doing the right thing. I'm going to start with that. You got to do the right thing. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your background. Just share, share with our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, um, I came to the U.S. Uh, with my mom in 1978. She got a job at the World Bank. And uh, so we left Egypt and came to this wonderful country. Um, I studied finance at uh, the University of Maryland. My last uh, semester, though, I took a class in entrepreneurship. And the teacher was this guy named Vern Harnish. And uh, I'm sure you know Vern, but uh, at the time, he was an adjunct professor and he was running around speaking and doing all sorts of interesting things. But the most interesting is he had started Young Entrepreneurs Organization in 1987. So when I met him in 1989, he just blew my world because he was talking about business trips to Japan and China and and the founding board members being, you know, people like Michael Dell and, and Neil Balter of California Closet Company and Kevin Harrington, you know, if you remember the whole infomercial thing, the Ginsu and the Wok and Ted Leonsis. And so it was quite, uh, quite an amazing introduction to the world of entrepreneurship. And basically out of college, he hired me to be his associate director. And lo and behold, within a year, he quits and I become executive director. And uh, seven years later, I quit. Uh, we had about 2,000 members, and, uh, and it was an amazing, amazing – it was my MBA. That's what I would say. It was my MBA. But I took my favorite part of my job and made it my business, which is how I got into the business of working with peer groups. So let's talk about those first – I didn't know all that, so thanks for sharing. Let's talk about those first seven, eight years of EO. They must have been phenomenal. Tell us all about it. Well, it was incredibly phenomenal. And I will tell you, my second day on the job, Vern's like, you got to call the board members and get them to pay their dues. And Ted Leonsis was my second phone call. And he says, literally, he says, I've done enough for this organization. Don't call me again. <laughs> now, obviously, uh, working with, with such great people, he, he did come around and he supported the organization in many, many ways. But you know, to start out of college in a world of entrepreneurs who are all overachievers, who are all just these amazing people was eye-opening. Um, it wasn't without its challenges. I mean, when they said you're going to be executive director, I said, really? Me? Look, I'm only out of college for a year. Um, and then 
one day in 1991, I, I was introduced to this concept of forum, which is a peer group of uh, roughly eight people that meet every month to help each other out. Everything is confidential. Uh, it gets vulnerable pretty quickly. And uh, it opened my eyes. I hadn't been in a safe place like that before where I could be vulnerable and be open and real and, 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 and share my problems. But what I realized is it's, it was really a sanctuary and to be able to have this luxury and to have such wonderful experience around you from people who also opening, who are also opening their hearts. It was, it was, it was mind blowing for me. And uh, I decided to make that my, my life's work. Wow. So you do EO for seven, eight years, you're grinding through it. I'm sure those were fascinating days. Yes. What year did you leave EO? Mo? 97. 97. Yeah. And you started a business helping people with forums. So tell me what you do. What, what does your week look like these days? Wow. It's all over the map. So sometimes I'm emceeing an event for uh, an organization like Sherm, and, and there are 130 uh, chief human resource officers on the call and, and a speaker and a, and a researcher, and I emcee the whole thing. Uh, sometimes I'm working with a small group of CEOs, eight people, helping them to get to know each other at a more meaningful level. Sometimes I'm working with a group of partners of a big company who need to figure out some of their communication challenges. Sometimes I'm doing a keynote address. Uh, so it's all over the map, but it's really at the core of it. It's about giving people a way to connect at a meaningful level and teaching them how to have difficult conversations so they can have a more effective um, professional life or personal life for that matter. What are the elements do you think of the most, some of the most successful forums you've ever seen around the world? Mm, mm, mm. You know, I think there's this concept and I don't even talk about this in terms of my work because it doesn't come up the way you just asked the question, but there's this concept that I call an end-to-end -end relationship. So if a forum is really good, people are really open and real and talking about the most meaningful stuff in their lives. But if the forum is really good, then people also have a connection that goes outside of that group where they're able to have fun together and just know each other at every level, not just a professional army, not just the, the army who has opportunities, not just Ami who has got problems, but who is Ami? Not just in these groups, but as a person. So I think the groups that have this whole end-to-end -end relationship are the ones that I look at and say, wow, these people have literally nothing to hide from one another. And so that's a powerful thing. That's pretty interesting. Um, I've been in forum now for about four years. And about a year and change ago, two of my forum baits, they left EO all for good reasons. One had sold and one had been at 17 years or so or just done his course. And it was a void in my life. Like I, I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and now yeah, we've replaced them with new members that are terrific, but it was really sort of, it was like, wait a second, who gave you permission to leave? <laughs> It's true. Listen, we got really close. We, I mean, my group, we started in 91. And so, you know, we go to funerals, weddings, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, whatever. We're, 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 we're very committed to one another. And I remember 
uh, one of our members lost his mom and the funeral was in New York. I flew up and uh, he saw me and, and until he saw me, he told me later, he hadn't cried. And when he saw me, he came and he hugged me and he started to cry. And it was, it was this, this wonderful connection. I, I, I think he needed somebody uh, that he could do that with. And to know each other at that level, we, we could do that with each other where, you know, maybe easier than we can with other people out there in the world. What are some of the symptoms you see as struggling for him that you might be able to give them some tips or you say, oh, man, that's a problem? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is, is commitment. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, or lack of, lack of commitment. Uh, it's such a busy world these days. We have so many things tugging at our time from every direction uh, that some people just have a tough time making the commitment. Um, so I'd say that's number one, because when somebody isn't committed, the, the forum has to spend time addressing that issue. And in spending time addressing that issue, they're not spending time being proactive and helping each other with their actual life issues. And so it becomes a drag on the group. And um, sometimes groups deal with it effectively and sometimes they don't. And when they don't deal with it, it just continues to become a problem. Uh, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. I think, you know, some other stuff that I've seen, you know, a mismatch of, of purpose. So if you're in it to grow holistically as a person and there's somebody else who just wants to grow their business and they don't want to talk about anything personal, that, that could be a problem. Uh, a lack of commitment to resources can be a problem. So sometimes a group agrees they're going to have a retreat every year and they're going to travel somewhere and it's going to be, you know, two, three grand a person to pay for their share. And one person is like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to spend the time or the money away with you guys. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but that also can be a problem. There are different forum type experiences. There's EO, there's YPO, there's Vistage. There's some of these industry forum groups, just industry specific. Are there any particular models or that you say that's great or that's not so great in your opinion? Well, there's more than that, though. So, I mean, just before the pandemic, a little company by the name of Google knocked on our door and said, we would like to create peer groups for underrepresented minorities in our global affairs division. And uh, we started, gosh, about 11 of these groups. And it's been incredibly powerful. But because that was started with, with um, you know, a company that's so big as Google and with people in many offices all over the world, we did something different from the get-go, which was to have these meetings on Zoom. And uh, actually not Zoom, on Google Meet, because they have their own wonderful platform. Uh, but you know, Zoom is like Kleenex these days, right? It's, uh, so anyway, it's just, it's just uh, the, the general branding. But um, in those groups, we had every meeting facilitated by a professional facilitator, and those meetings were virtual. And that was really, really cool because the world was going through something big. I mean, we had something uh, on the order of a global pandemic. We had all the Black Lives Matter uh, issues that surfaced. And um, I think the timing was just impeccable because if you had asked me before the pandemic, hey, Mo, do you think these groups could work virtually? I would have told you, you're out of your mind. I mean, never had I done this virtually before the pandemic. <laughs> and with the pandemic and with the Black Lives Matter movement and with all these incredible people meeting 
during this time of great need, it worked exceptionally well. I was, I was surprised myself. Having said that, I still prefer in-person meetings, but it certainly can work uh, virtually. So I would say that's, that's really important. Um, you know, there are different models, as you know. So Vistage has a facilitator at every meeting and groups meet physically every month. In YPO, they train members to become the facilitator and they serve in that role as a moderator for a year. And uh, that also works really well. Um, so, you know, I think it's all over the map. I would just say, whichever model you choose, be committed and be generous with your time and with your emotions to be there for one another. And uh, it works, the process works. Well, do you facilitate retreats for forums? Yeah, of course, of course. We do a lot of retreat facilitation training. Uh, also, uh, I've had the, the, the wonderful blessing of, of even certifying and training facilitators for Harvard Business School alumni, forums that we started for uh, YPO, for EO. So it's, it's been really uh, an important uh, and meaningful uh, line of work because I feel like it makes a difference. What's your best advice for somebody that and I run into this all the time. I'm a huge advocate of peer groups, personal bias to EO, but I'm also in Vistage. Um, but it really depends. I think it depends on you are with the personality. Some people are just petrified of the time commitment. Yeah. And they're just, they're like stuck on it. It's not the money, it's the time. And any, is that just that's just that's just is what it is when they're ready they're ready is any thoughts about that i will uh first i'm gonna say thank you for the trick question asking me for my advice when you know i teach not to give advice so i i appreciate that but uh i'm gonna answer your question with a quote that i saw in my uh one of my yoga studios and the quote went like this yoga doesn't take time it gives you time so let's unpack that for a second. To have a peer group where seven or eight of your peers share with you an experience of how they dealt with something very similar to something you're dealing with is going to save you a lot of time. Because by the time you hear from these seven brilliant peers of yours how they've dealt with this issue, you will have much more resolve and understanding of the nuances of the issue. And you're gonna be that much closer to making a decision rather than wallowing on your own, trying to figure it out for big issues. Are you telling me I need to start yoga? <laughs> that's, hey, that's also a gift in this world. Let me tell you, it makes a difference. I know that, so. Tell me about, forums went virtual for a while because they had to. Yeah. And now there's this interesting dynamic that I'm seeing where people are saying, oh, I'll come, the meeting's in person, but they'll come, but they want to come virtually because mm -hmm. they don't want to travel or commute or this or that or the other. Any thoughts about if that should be accepted as sort of part of the norm? You know, this is one of those things that's group specific. Um, so I have other clients where 
you know, they want to have these forums for their next gen leaders. So one of them is this wonderful company uh, out of New Jersey, Pathstone. They're just incredible. They're growing like weeds and they keep acquiring companies. And as a result, they want to merge cultures and they want to integrate people and people are spread throughout. And in this context, having a virtual meeting every month allows people to connect regardless of what office they work in. And I think that's really a great way to have these meetings. And I think it's perfect for them. In the case of an EO or a YPO forum, where the group is built on the premise that they're going to meet in person, when somebody says, ah, I'd rather just dial in by video, it can piss some people off. Because, hey, I took the time, I took the commitment, I, I've taken this seriously, I've made the commitment, and here I am. And you know, we're all busy. So you're just going to say, ah, I'm going to dial in today. So what I've seen groups do to handle that successfully is just to agree upfront as to what their policy is. And I've seen some groups say, hey, we're not going to allow it. And I've seen some groups say, we'll allow it in the case of an emergency. I've seen some groups say, ah, it's fine. We'll allow it as long as, you know, no more than two people are virtual at any time. Um, so I've seen variations on that. And it can work, uh, but I think the key thing is for each group to be clear on what is acceptable so that they're not letting each other down. Super interesting. Just on a personal note, I'm in two groups. I'm in my EO forum and I'm in a Vistage group. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. I, I've had uh, one moment in my life, three groups and, uh, I merged two of them and then I was in two groups and still that was hard. I'm, I'm back to one, but, uh, but that, that's hard. It's time consuming for sure. It's just time consuming and it's just, the, and they meet in the same week. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of energy to give in a week. Yeah. Because what I say about all these organizations is the more you give, the more you get. Of course. Of course. And generally, especially in EO, I think it's for givers. I had, you know, there's a, an EOR out of uh, San Francisco now, but she's from Australia, Maria Sipka. I don't know if you know her, but she would always say people either come from Givington or from Takington. <laughs> it's, or it's the Adam Grant book, I think, Given, Givers or Takers or Give and Take or something. It's a great book. I don't know if you've ever read it. So. Adam Grant's, yeah, Give and yeah. Take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. It's been a while. It's worth reading again, I'll tell you that. No, if there are uh, listeners to this podcast who are in some kind of forum and say, geez, we could do us some help, can they reach out to you? It would be uh, my pleasure. That's what I do. So our website is uh, forumresourcesnetwork.com. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mo, always a treat to speak with you. Thank you very much. Thank hope you. The, hope the heat of DC is not knocking you on your feet this summer. <laughs> and Wait. or the politicians running around there. Um, uh, well, the heat we're used to because it's always nasty here in the summer. But the politicians, it seems to be getting worse and worse. I don't know what you think, but let's not let's not diverge out of areas of expertise. Let's have an intelligent conversation. Not one of us. Exactly. So, so I wish you only the best of luck. And thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time. And I know our listeners appreciate it. Thank you, Amit. Good to see you. Yes.
Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, AMI Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.